Well, where has this been all season? Nashville Predators get a big 6-2 win over the San Jose Sharks. Unfortunately, losing another player due to injury in the process. We'll talk about what's up with Yuso Parson. What went right in the win over the Sharks last night? And much, much more today on this Friday edition of the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast. That's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at onthefourcheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at insidethepreds.com. Also on this Friday, today's show is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook, taking us into the weekend with the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started and speaking of bets, and uh, not sure anybody bet on a 6-2 Predators win. A good all-around performance last night. It was a good all-around performance. And I'll be honest, I think when you look at the team's record, you'd be like, okay, Nashville has this. But like we said on yesterday's show, y'all, yeah. dig we- deeper. And this could have been a whole other thing. But I thought the Predators played well. I also think, if we're being fair, God bless the Sharks. They did not have their best executed game for sure. But, hey, look, you know what? In the end, all that matters is the score. And Nashville won 6-2 and got two more points. So that's what we're celebrating on this Friday. Yeah, I mean, San Jose was doing that without uh, Timo Meyer too. Uh, almost made it worth uh, staying up till BFE <laughs> o'clock. Right. In the morning to watch this play out. Uh, thank God the Arizona game this weekend is a early start for Arizona. An yes. afternoon game for Arizona, a primetime game for us. Uh, let's talk about this Sharks game, and As we mentioned, the Predators had this pretty much in control uh, for the majority of the game. Nino Niederreiter scored early, then Mikhail Granlund did the same. Sharks made it 2-1 with a Nico Sturm goal, but then Granlund and Trennan added two more goals at the end of the second period. Sharks got one back to make it 4-2, but then a pair of goals by Niederreiter again, and then Tommy Novak, that boy is on a heater lately. Come on. They score to make it a 6-2 Nashville Predators win. And... Your one word to describe last night's win over the Sharks. So my one word is funhouse mirror. So have you ever been to, well, for me, it's the Warren County Fair, the social event of the season where I'm from. And you go to the Warren County Fair and in the carnival, you go in the funhouse. And they have all those great mirrors and they kind of distort what you look like. But there's always one funhouse mirror where you look at it and you're like, damn, I look good. I look really good. Like this is my best self. Yeah. And I think the San Jose game may be a funhouse mirror for the Nashville Predators. They had two power play goals. They had a shorthanded goal that was just chef's kiss gorgeous. 
they generated some great offense. The lines were clicking well. They played defensively well. UC Saros, I thought, had a really good game. And so I feel like the Predators can walk out of this game like, did you see that 6-2 to two win? Damn! We look like a playoff team. But I don't know that they're looking in the actual mirror. So that's kind of where I feel we land with the San Jose game. Like, did the Predators look good? Damn, the Predators looked good. But is that the right mirror or are we looking in a funhouse mirror, my friends? It's like the mirror they have in the department stores the yes. ones that make you look thinner. So you like put on that like dress or that new shirt and you're like, man, I look, I look fly right now. Yeah. Like, what a great fit. I like styles and then you get out the door and <laughs> you like, look like a dumpster fire buttons and the <laughs> sleeves are like stuck to the other side. <laughs> and there's no like arm movement there. And it's like, Oh, yeah. I feel like the mirror was distorted. I love that analogy yeah. uh, because I kind of feel the same way. And that kind of leads into my one word, Anne, is one division. Going back to the Disney Plus show, uh, it's been two years, so I don't think this is like a spoiler at this point. But if you've never seen one division and plan on it, uh, just skip forward one minute in this podcast. But basically, the gist of the show is that uh, Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, uh, basically is so distraught over the loss of vision that she basically brainwashes this entire small town into basically kind of projecting this perfect sitcom family life. You know, they go through all these different like sitcom eras and stuff like the, I love Lucy all the way up to modern family. Uh, And, you know, it's basically like her kind of living out what her perfect life would have been had vision still been around and there's kids and all this, but it's just an illusion. Like it's just a big illusion. And like the Funhouse mirror, I kind of feel like that was what the Preds were last night. You know, you look and the top, the top guys really came to play, you know, Mikhail Granlund, we had talked about him being disappointed this season, two goals from him, Nino Niederreiter, who's starting to get on a hot streak, but hasn't quite had the the level of depth scoring. We thought he would be contributing uh, this year. I thought, you know, guys like Matt Duchesne uh, had a really, really good game. Uh, Not just, you know, not just popped up on the score sheet with three assists, but I think just looked very engaged at both ends of the ice. And I look at that and it's like, oh, this is like, this kind of game is what we envision the Preds being. Mm. Had they not yes. just completely fallen off a cliff at multiple points this season. And I'm with you, Anne. I feel like, are we really looking at like the future? Is this really like what the Nashville Predators could be if all the guns are rolling? Or is this just kind of a nice shadow of what things could have been? you know, had things gone different one year, two years ago. Yeah. I like that thought because at the beginning of the season, I could see a game that looked like this being played against a top team in the Western Conference. Yeah. I I envisioned looking at the roster and look, you can say what you want about David Poyle, but he made some really good roster moves that looked like on paper he was addressing giant issues that the Predators needed to address to take a step forward. And when I think back to how I felt looking at that roster and watching this game, I would have pictured this game being the Predators playing the Stars or the Predators playing the Wild. 
not the Predators playing the San Jose Sharks minus, again, Timo Meyer. You know what's frustrating, though? What's that? Is that we've seen that. We've seen the Preds <laughs> do that against good teams. Like, uh, you know, they've had, like, big wins over, like, Minnesota earlier this year and some other, you know, top teams. And then it's like, oh, yeah, like, this is this is the Nashville Predators. I can vibe with this. And then, and then, you know, you turn around and get crushed by St. Louis. You get crushed by Vegas a couple of times. Uh, and then it's like, oh yeah, uh, there's, there's a, there's a deeper problem here. In the yeah. Predators. Uh, it feels like there's more to get to in this game. Obviously uh, the Yuso Parson injury is something that we need to discuss. Uh, and also a couple of other players in plays that stood out last night. That we'll talk about here in a second. But first, though, want to mention today's episode is brought to you by one of Ann and I's personal favorites, Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories, that you gotta try Built Bar. If you're like us and you want to eat a little bit healthier this season, but you don't want to get on that bland, boring, just chicken and vegetables all the time diet, then you gotta introduce. Built Bar into your life. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you think they're good for you, and they are good for you. What makes Built Bars so good? They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, but this is a protein bar, 130 calories, just four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. So you can stuff one down after your trip to the gym for a morning snack, a little late night dessert, and not have that guilt of stuffing your face with 15 Snickers bars or anything like that. And now you don't need to wait around for a box. We've been telling you that you can get your uh, built bars at built.com for years now. You still can. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. At Walmart, you can pick up a box of Built Bars, a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs, or run into Sam's Club and get a 13-bar variety box. And, of course, Built.com has all of the great regular flavors as well that you can check out. So go to Built.com and see what you're missing. All right, more from Pred Sharks here in just a second, Ann. But first, what's the big story around the NHL uh, right now until Friday? Oh, the trade deadline. Oh, my goodness. It's like it's just sitting, just you're holding your breath. Like, what's coming next? Yeah. You know, doom scrolling Twitter. Just get here March 3rd, please. Now, you and I have been talking about things that the Predators could do, should do. We're tired of kind of hearing ourselves talk. So, listeners, we're putting you up to task. Next week, we are going to do a DIY trade special for the Nashville Predators. So what we need you to do is either go on our YouTube page, comment on a video, or tweet us at LO underscore Predators and give us your best Predators trades. Like what player you would trade, what the package would be, who you think would be an ideal fit. We're going to grade them on whether they're realistic or not, whether we like the return, uh, and whether it's something that we could actually see benefiting the Preds going forward. Again, you know, we're going to judge how realistic they are, so please don't say, oh, Cole Smith for a bag of pucks, ha, 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 ha. 
yeah, give us give us a trade you think teams will actually go for, actually help the team. Uh, we're looking forward to this. Excited to see what we come up uh, for next week. That's going to be this week. Back to Predators versus Sharks. And uh, what stood out to you in the game last night? Probably my favorite thing about this game were the line combinations. So John Hines did a little speed dating with the line combinations because Philip Forsberg still out. Ryan Johansson, again, out for approximately 12 weeks, had surgery. Um, so it was a little bit of line shuffling. Kiefer Sherwood came in, uh, came up from Milwaukee. And so I really actually have to tell you, I liked what happened with the lines and I'm intrigued to see if we continue this. So probably my favorite thing was Mikhail Granlund, Cody Glass, and Phil Tomasino together. Mm -hmm. And I've got some thoughts on this, my friend. I've got some thoughts on this. So I'm wondering, first of all, I think probably it's a good thing, and I say this with love in my heart, to separate Granlund and Duchesne. You know, last season, Granlin, Duchesne, Forsberg, magic. It's just not quite been the same this season. And so John Hines opted to kind of split them up. You can phrase that in one of two ways. You can phrase that in that we're going to take our two best players and we're going to divide them up and put them with younger players and kind of take the lead on those lines. Or you could just say out loud, yeah, Granlin and Duchesne aren't working well together, so we're going to have to break that up. Look at it how you will. But I loved Granlund with Glass and Tomasino. For one thing, I felt like speed. I think he played a faster game, a game that we're more used to seeing last season from him. Loved shooting. Mikhail Granlund, six shots on goal. In the last four games, he has not had, he's had what, five shots on goal in his last four games. So putting Granlund on a line with Cody Glass and Phil Tomasino, I think, almost forces him to do that thing that we've wanted to see, which is shoot the puck, Mikhail Granlin, darling. We've said so many times after so many games, there were opportunities for him to shoot the puck. And he did that more last night. So I really liked Granlin with Glass and Tomasino. I thought speed-wise, aggressiveness, game pace, generating offense, chef's kiss on that line for me. Absolutely. And speaking of line combinations, uh, so Matt Duchesne out of all Fords for the Preds last night had the most ice time, uh, 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Guess who had the second most, Anne? Who? Tommy Novak. Let's talk. Let's now, go. No, one thing that stood out before the game uh, to me was you heard Chris Mason kind of talking on pregame and stuff like that, you know, all the injuries, Johansson being out. He mentioned that Tommy Novak was a guy who openly said – uh, to some of the coaches, like, look, I want to be that, that I'll move into center. Like I will be like a higher center role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has really been stepping up to the occasion. Uh, that is now eight points for him in his last four games, uh, the best run of his life. And, you know, we, when he first got called up and, you know, the, the, the thought was, okay, this is Tommy Novak. He's off to a good start, like good energy, Uh, But, you know, this is just kind of, you know, an AHL player having like a good run. He has gotten better, I think, every single week. And there's maybe just like a like a small stretch uh, that I think that maybe it was like, okay, kind of having a rough couple of games here. But 
you look, he's played 25 games since his last call up 19 points. That pace would put him as one of the top scores on an 82 game pace for the Nashville Predators. And you look at Tommy Novak and you look at the way he's playing a goal and assist last night. And you kind of look at the way he's gotten better with more responsibility. And I think that's the biggest key thing. You know, some people take comfort in, you know, a middle six role or a third line where, you know, you have a chance to go out and make an impact, but you're not necessarily the guy. They keep throwing more responsibility on Tommy Novak as the season goes on. And he has gotten better when the Nashville Predators have done that. And that is a great sign that the Nashville Predators have somebody that they can build around as they start this roster transition. Yeah, I agree with that. He played last night with Duchesne and with Niederreiter. Niederreiter, of course, had two goals. Tommy Novak, I think, is blowing away expectations that were set by Nashville fans. I think if you probably talk to Carl Taylor and some folks who have seen more of him in Milwaukee, this may not be as surprising. Tommy Novak is a guy who's comfortable being the guy. Like he really has kind of been one of the guys in Milwaukee. Right. And like you said, he has really grown as we've seen him here in Nashville. I absolutely, I love what we're seeing from him. I love how he reads the game. The goal that he had last night, the pass from Matt Duchesne to the blue line, diagonal down to a streaking Tommy Novak. You have to read the game a certain way to be able to, understand what's unfolding and anticipate what's coming and be in the right place. And it was absolutely one of the most beautiful goals we've seen the Predators score in what is painfully a long time. So I love what we're seeing. He did have a couple of turnovers, a couple bumbles here and there, but I really love what we're seeing from Novak. And here's the thing. I think, you know, we don't know for sure when Forsberg is going to be back. He is traveling with the team. So there's that. And, now Yuso Parsonen may be out. That's We're still kind of waiting to hear the status of him. So, you know, Forsberg could step in there. But Tommy Novak is somebody that I don't know Milwaukee is going to see again. Because yeah. he has proven that, hey, look, I've done the time in the AHL. I've grown my game. I'm ready for this. Yeah. And he, he's been one of the Predators' best players, too, which I think is important. Uh, And, you know, you look at his numbers because that was the thing that everybody was talking about. Uh, Is it sustainable? Is it sustainable? His shooting percentage is a little bit high, uh, but his level of play and him setting up the plays and him making smart passes, that's the part of his game that's sustainable. Is he ever going to be like a 70, 80 goals, like point score in the NHL? Maybe not, but, you know, if he can realistically do some things that make him, you know, a career 40, 50, that kind of range point score, then all of a sudden you have a very good piece in your middle six to build around. And I think that's something very important for the Nashville Predators. Uh, You mentioned Yuso Parsonen. Uh, That is an unfortunate part of last night's game that I think we need to talk about. Uh, The play looked I mean, the play itself didn't look ugly, but the reaction by Parsonen is, I think, what's giving a lot of Preds fans uh, some pause. I mean, this was like, like, you know, it was like soccer-esque when you're like trying to draw a, 
like mm-hmm. sucker at when you're trying to draw uh, like a penalty and you're just like laying around and doing like the flips and stuff, but it's hockey. Uh, and it was a collision with his own teammate. So there was no reason to kind of embellish anything. Yeah. That was just kind of the pure look of severe pain. Yeah, this was actually a really scary thing. And again, we kind of watched back, you know, I rewound and kind of kept watching this play. Like, where is where is the injury? And he did get kind of bumped from behind. And, and initially, the officials called a five-minute major. But they looked at it back. And, and let's just be honest, there really wasn't. It was not. No, I, I don't wasn't. think there was either. You know, it wasn't. But he fell kind of awkwardly into onto Yakov Trenin. But and it looked like, okay, it was like a wrist, upper body, shoulder, hand, something. And he tried to get up and then fell back to the ice. And I am telling you, um, and I and I say this with love and, and respect in my heart, but Yuso Parsonen is never going to be called for embellishment, friends. Like having talked with him, like, this is this is not somebody who's going to be called for embellishment. He is very just matter of fact and and all about business and that's not his thing he was in such pain they got him to the bench and it appeared to me like the trainer was kind of working on like shoulder back so thought maybe it's a stinger maybe it's because i mean it was full body pain it wasn't just he was holding his wrist and his wrist hurt there was something significant going on he left um got to the bench and again at san jose it's not like you can get to the bench and go down the tunnel you have to wait for a stoppage to get across the ice to get back to the uh, locker room so he stayed on the bench till the end of the period but then we did not see him again and still waiting for some sort of update on what the injury is what sort of a time frame it is but that is not a great situation for the Nashville Predators. Obviously, down Forsberg, down Johansson as it is. Again, Forsberg could be back in a game or two. We don't know. But you don't want to lose Yuso Parsonen, especially yeah. where the Predators are. Yes, the Predators are still in a playoff hunt for the wild for a wild card spot. Understand that. But Sorry. Yeah, you know. But looking long-term, and I don't think this is going to be any sort of a long-term injury, but looking long-term, this is a player you want on the ice. You want to get experience. You want to get him minutes. You want to get him chawing with line mates. You, you know, you're still pouring investment into players like Tommy Novak and Yuso Parsonen and Phil Tomasino at this point in this season for next season. So to have Parson and go down like that, just not what we want to see in Nashville. So well, the, we'll, you know, we'll we'll let everybody know when we hear anything from the team. But as of last night, no word on what the injury was or you know any sort of a time frame. And here's the other thing: and what position does Yuso Parson and play? He's a center. He's a center. What did Ryan Johansson play? He's a center. So all of a sudden, yeah, Philip Forsberg's coming back. But now what are you doing for center depth? Because yes. Parson was a top nine center playing on that third line. You can easily bump a center, but what do you do? Do you bump like Duchesne back to center and move Tommy Novak back when we just said he was really impacting play like being really good with top six responsibility do you move cody glass back but then again cody glass has had really good chemistry lately with guys like mikhail granlin and he's been responsible for a lot of people 
uh, having, uh, you know, a good run of play here lately. Uh, and his two-way game also, I think, needs to yes. be highlighted as something that I think has really improved this year. Um, you know, do you call up somebody from Milwaukee, which at this point, I, your guess is as good as mine who that would be? Uh, because half of Milwaukee's team is on our team right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's that's that's to me is going to be the interesting thing. If, you know, Parson is going to be out. Yes, they can fill his roster spot with Philip Forsberg. But now you kind of have a situation on what are you going to do? Uh, at, at like at center, right? Like what's your center depth chart going to look like that to me is going to be the most interesting thing. Yeah. And honestly, from what we saw from the lines last night, and again, this was against San Jose, who again, didn't have Timo Meyer and certainly did not have their best game. But these are lines that I would really like to see John Hines go with for a couple more games, because there may be something here with these lines, you know, splitting up Duchesne and Grayland. So I don't know how much you want to start shifting all of that to cover, you know, another missing center. If you're looking at Milwaukee, you know, I think fans have Milwaukee favorites that they'd like to see called up. Of course, everybody wants to see Luke Evangelista. Everybody wants to see Igor Afanasiev. And look, yeah. here's the thing. We adore Igor. Like we adore him. Not sure he's ready. Luke Evangelista, not a center. So if you're looking to bring up a center so that you don't have to do extra shuffling, you're looking at Jimmy Huntington or Zach Sanford. And I don't think anybody Michael. in Michael McCarron, which look, I am here. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm here for big sexy to come back. I don't ever want to say big sexy again, but I'm here for Michael McCarron. I mean, at this point, like if you move Colton Sissons up one spot in the lineup and, you know, McCarron's your bottom, you know, yeah. your bottom center, I mean, that makes sense. I'm here for that. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, and the, the Preds are, are going to have options uh, to kind of navigate it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, the Preds got a good win. They got Arizona this weekend. Oh, dear. Let's, 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 do, let's do a mental check-in. Okay. Are, are we still... You know, the Preds have won a couple in a row now. Are we still on the fence that we think the Predators are kind of in a position where they need to be sellers at the deadline? Have we changed our minds at all? I think if my mind has changed, it's not necessarily based on outcomes of games. It's based on availability of healthy players. <laughs> Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, here's what I will say. Loved the win last night. Loved the energy from the teams. Again, I'm going to say loved these line combinations. Very intrigued by them. Want to see more of them. But let me ask you, Nick, when you look at this game executed by the Nashville Predators, just looking at the Nashville Predators execution, is that a game that's going to win you a first round playoff game? With San Jose? No, just how the Predators performed. If the Predators perform like that, is it enough to win a playoff game? I mean, yes, but how often have we seen the Predators have that? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's that's the thing. It's where are we talking about the high end like last night? Because last night was great. And yeah, I get it was against San Jose, but that's still, you know, a yeah. good team performance. And that's what it you was. it's just we haven't seen enough of that to be like, yeah, this team is definitely, you know, going to be a tough out in the playoffs. You know, it's more yeah. just like, 
which version of the Nashville Predators are we going to get? Yeah. And I look at the game last night and again, thought it was great, but I look at that and I say, is that game a game that's going to beat the Dallas stars? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? What, what's going to change between now and next Friday? What's going to happen, Nick? Give us your oh. prediction, your Friday oh. prediction. For, you know, here's the thing also, uh, you mentioned the injuries like at this point, is is it just going to be so much roster turmoil that David Poyle is going to be like, you know what, like we have, you know, we're not losing anybody this off or this off season. Like nobody's an unrestricted free agent, so there's not like urgency to make a move now, or you're never going to be able to make a move again. Uh, I, I think depending on health, you might see him stay back a little bit unless somebody just absolutely blows him out of the water. I mean, we've heard word, word, uh, rumors that uh, I was trying to mix the word word and rumors there. Uh, warmers. warmers. We'll, we'll, call we'll call them warmers. Yep. Uh, we've heard warmers that uh, Matthias Eckholm's asking price is two first round picks and maybe something else. Yeah. Which I don't know if there's going to be a contender willing to do that with how much money is left on that contract, unless the Preds eat some of that, but then you're eating dead cat for a few years. I think there's, I think there's too much at play to make a deadline deal for somebody like that. Maybe Mikhail Granlund, uh, maybe Dante Fabro, but I, but you know, then again, they're both under roster control f- until next year. Sure. So I think you know David Poyle might be in the fray in the in the stage where he's like, let's just sit back and see how this plays out. You know, worst case scenario, we miss the playoffs, which you know is the position we're in right now. Anyway, best case scenario, we fluke our way into the playoffs again, and we get at least two more home games with more money for the bottom line. Yeah, and and then if you do that, who knows what will happen? Um, you know, I think I think maybe the injury situation and maybe interest around the league shapes what David Poyle is going to do more than what the Preds play has been. David Boyle is going to spin it that way. He's going to spin it. <laughs> like I'm calling it now. David Boyle is going to go out and be like, well, you know, we're, uh, you know, they've been playing good. I have faith in this team. We want to see yes. how it goes out. That's going to be what he says. Mm-hmm. So beware when you hear that, do not get the torches and pitchforks. Right. Uh, just be aware. That's what he's going to say. That's just not going to be the reason, I think, behind yeah. those moves. Yeah, I agree. D- you have to remember, too, David Poyle with the Philip Forsberg contract was very upfront saying, look, signing Philip Forsberg is plan A, but we have plan B, plan C, plan D. Yeah. Well, they signed Philip Forsberg, and what did David Poyle say? No, this was our plan all along. There was no plan B, C, D. And one particular radio personality in Nashville's like, what and Poyle's like it's called game you know like like, it's gamesmanship of course I'm gonna do that so look when David Poyle comes on and says you know hey look what happened in 2017 you get in the playoffs you never know what's gonna happen I don't really fair yeah it's fair but I also think people are like oh my gosh look you know what David Poyle has a narrative that he needs to put out there for business so 
That's what, you know, you're going to hear that narrative over a week. Just take deep breaths, breathe through it, and let's see what happens by Friday. Yeah. David Poyle is like the uh, the South Park's version of Saddam Hussein. Like the little flappy head that's like, nah, guys, relax. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think David Boyle has proven he is very good at the PR part of his job. Yeah. Uh, over, over the past 25 years or so of Preds hockey. For sure. Uh, as we mentioned, Predators take on the Arizona Coyotes this weekend. And then next week's it, folks. Trade deadline week. It's on Friday, so we got a whole week of shows. Uh, to gear up for that. So make sure you guys are sending us your DIY trade proposals. We'll do that next week uh, and plenty of other trade deadline coverage, including some trade deadline predictions from around the NHL, where we think some people might end up. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at NK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at onthefortcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Also, as we mentioned, be sure to follow the show at LO underscore Predators. And however you're listening, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcasting platform, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you will always know when we have fresh content and, you know, helps with our numbers too. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back. Monday with an all new episode. Cheers, guys.